On this episode of the Vegan Chub Club podcast, we take a deep dive into leather and its effects on the environment. We talk about non-vegan gifts and how you should handle them. We also talk about how your fave vegan companies are probably owned by someone problematic. If you love the Vegan Chub Club and want to see us grow, share us on your Insta story and we'll be sure to give you some chubby lovey back. Comment along on SoundCloud and follow us on Apple Podcasts. For extra chubby clubby credit, be sure to leave a review. It'll really, really help us grow. Without further ado, enjoy episode number 10 of the Vegan Chub Club podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Vegan Chub Club podcast. My name is Eden. And my name is Joelle. Hello, Joelle. How are you? Hi, Eden. I'm good. I'm really sleepy. You're looking lovely this morning at 5 a.m. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how much I believe that, but um, I appreciate it. <laughs> you are too. <laughs> yeah. It's, Thank you. It's early, you guys. This is what our life has been lately because <laughs> we're just busy little bees. <laughs> it's actually light outside in Texas. It's 7 a.m. and it's like light outside, which I used to get up at 5 a.m. every morning. But lately it's been more like 6.30 um, because apparently I don't want to be a millionaire. I was following like the millionaire morning (laughs) thing where you wake up between like 4.30 and 5 and you like do all these like rich people rituals. And um, What's a rich people ritual? Like you drink your lemon water with salt in it to re-electrolyte yourself or something. And then you like, you take time for yourself. Like you read, you take a cold shower. Like it's very intense, rigorous training to be a rich person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I slipped off. So I'm not going to be a millionaire, but the extra hour of sleep has been magnificent. Casey Neistat does it. I don't think he does the cold shower, but he does wake up between like 4.30 and 5 and wow. everyone wants to be like Casey Neistat. So. Wow. I mean, I really admire that. I, I always like getting up early because I just feel like I have so much more of a day, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, wow, I'm up before everyone and earth is great and it's all peaceful and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it is really nice, especially in the summer because Texas is hell and you Mm -hmm. get like the best weather, basically. Like when I take Nicole out and it's like 5 a.m., you get the nice, crisp, cold breeze. But if you go out at 7, like the humidity smacks you in the face and it's like disgustingly hot. So you really do get to take advantage of the best part of the day if you get up really early in this Texas summers. And then on top of that, you know, when you're awake before humans start ruining everything and it's just other animals, it's like really nice. There's like little birds and stuff. Yeah. And then I get to do my good girl things, like read my devotional and stuff because no one's posting on social media that early. So there's mm-hmm. no excuse to like scroll. There's no emails yeah. coming in. It's just like you actually get your own time. You can't have excuses for not meditating that early because there's nothing else to do. That's true. Nobody's watching your story. You can keep looking to see, but they're all asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so here we are, bright and early once again. (sighs) Busy girls. Um, Yeah. You had a fun week in L.A.? Yeah, I did. I was in L.A. for a week, and um, it was nice. Uh, I was up there for smart work, and I... um, was hanging out with friends and I got a lot of vegan nachos. 
Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. I've been craving nachos. Well, you... Okay, you know what? In Texas, there's a lot of like... I remember when I was there over the summer, there was like a lot of um, yummy vegan nacho places. I wish I could remember. Because there was... I went to this like one thing. I think it was like... Maybe it was like a first Friday kind of thing. It was like a mini little vegan Mm -hmm. like fest thingy. And there were these guys there and they were like very intent on having everyone try their vegan nachos and he gave me a plate one of them gave me a plate of them for free and he said it was their first time ever serving their vegan nachos and they were like delicious so I was trying to tell him like yeah you guys should make like a lot of money doing this (laughs) I wish I could find those nachos I love Austin but all of our places are like food trucks and Mm. I'm not about to stand outside it was 80 degrees yesterday and then 36 today how? Oh my God. Is that even a thing? I was wearing sandals the other day, <laughs> and then I had to wear freaking boots yesterday. <laughs> like, you you guys, I'm a day, like, behind, but you know what I mean. But yeah, <laughs> one day after another. That's really extreme. That kind of brings us into our first topic. Um, so the sandals I was wearing are Birkenstocks, and they are not vegan Birkenstocks. Even though my heart's desire was to have vegan Birkenstocks. I went to the InStep store, which is like a Birkenstock retailer, tried on so many cute pairs of vegan Birkenstocks. They didn't have the color I wanted in stock. So I was going to go home and order them since I had tried them on. Little did I know, my sweet mother, I'd been looking for about a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Um, If you don't know what it's like getting your hair braided, it's basically your mom sits in a chair. You sit in between her legs so that you're down low so that she can see what she's doing. With that, she can see everything I'm doing on my cell phone, which can be good and bad. (laughs) So she noticed that I was looking on Poshmark for Birkenstocks because they're expensive. Mm -hmm. And then I was looking... Um, just like on DSW or something to see if I could find a good deal on vegan Birkenstocks. And she was at Ross or TJ Maxx or something, and she found a pair of metallic Birkenstocks that happened to be in my size, and she bought them for me. So nice. Before I bought mine. Yeah, super nice because you guys know I have like an ankle issue, and my podiatrist recommended like more supportive sandals because I always just wear flat shoes. So she bought me the Birkenstocks. They weren't vegan. And non-vegan parents or friends and family, they don't even think about that kind of stuff, you know? She's like, oh, she's looking at these kinds of sandals. She's my daughter. I know she'd like metallic, so I bought her this. They're on clearance, so she was super happy that she got a good deal on them. And you guys know, clearance stuff most of the time is last call, not refundable, all of that jazz So I kept them. So I wanted to see what Joelle thought about um, gifts that are not vegan. And Mm -hmm. I just want to preface this by saying, if you're vegan, no, I am not suggesting that you ask people to buy you things that are non-vegan just because you don't want to buy them and personally like participate in cruelty but I mean when someone buys you a thoughtful gift 
and it happens to not be vegan, what do you do? And this isn't what I would always do. Like I've gotten like non-vegan lotions and things like that in the past. And a lot of the time I do re-gift them, honestly. Like um, for Valentine's Day, I got some non-vegan chocolate. I re-gifted that. My mom got dark chocolate. She's like, I know dark chocolate's vegan, but she doesn't read the label. So there was milk in it. Um, so I ended up re-gifting that. And I've done that with lotions and different things that I've gotten. But this one was so thoughtful. And Birkenstocks are one of those things that last you like 10 years. And then I thought, okay, so if I give these to someone or donate them, they were sitting in a thrift store for however long in thrift stores, depending on who you give your things to, a lot of the times they're overloaded with the amount of stuff because mm-hmm. how much we consume. So things end up in the landfill and we just don't think about it because once it's off our hands, we don't think about where it goes. There are some new thrift stores that are doing really good at recycling fabric, but they're very few. Um, so I was like, if I keep these sandals, they last me 10 years. Um or how many other pairs of sandals would I potentially go through that aren't as good quality yeah. as Birkenstocks are? So in the long run, I might waste more. I don't yeah. know. What do you think, Joelle? So I think in your situation, I probably would have done the same thing. Um, but like you said, like not always. So um, the first year I went vegan. Also, I want to like preface, I feel like some people don't, it doesn't really make sense to me, but everyone's different. I feel like some people who are vegan are more like plant-based, even if they say they're vegan and they just eat vegan and mm-hmm. they don't care about like fashion and cruelty-free, you know, cosmetics and things like that. But, um, I mean, obviously we do. So like when I first went vegan, um, someone in my family like gave me Ugg boots for Christmas. Oh. I was like, no. <laughs> Why I did know. You do this? Cause, like, that's but really they were nice. so cool when you went vegan. Everyone was it was Ugg craze mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it was. So like now, Joel's been vegan ten years, guys, if you didn't know. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I said Joel's been vegan ten years, guys, if you didn't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> it seems like I was just trying to get you to repeat that, but I just really didn't hear you. <laughs> 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 Anyways, so um yeah, uh Someone got me Ugg boots and like that was really nice and it's obviously really expensive and I was just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And I was like a new vegan, so like I felt awkward and I like didn't know what to say. Like, I don't know. I just had like a moment where I wasn't sure and I didn't want to make like a big deal. Um, and I ended up just re-gifting it. I gave them to my mom um, because, you know, she could use them. And like the thing with that was like I didn't... Like something like that, um, like Ugg boots, like with the wool and the sheepskin and like everything. I just like couldn't, it's going to seem like hypocritical and like speciesist of me to like think of different things, but I feel like there are some issues that like can't get out of my head more. And like thinking of like lambs being hurt is like, I couldn't wear them. Like even if like, I don't know, I just couldn't do it. You know, I was like, I can't walk around wearing these because it's like so cruel. Um, 
and I can't stop thinking about it. So I gave them away. But there have been other times um, where like this Christmas, actually, this is kind of a funny story. This Christmas, my dad bought me really cool vans um, and they're so cool. But like at the time, I, I thought the little strip, like, you know, on some vans, they have like the little strip on the side. It's like a little strip of like leather. I thought it was leather. Yeah. Um, which I'm still not 100% sure if it's real leather or not. Um, I have to, like, I don't know. The research is kind of weird, but, like, I was like, dang it, what do I do? Like, I really like these shoes, and, um, you know, there's, like, a strip of leather on it, and it was, like, a really nice gift, and they were, like, a really unique pair. Um, they were, like, they look, like, sparkly and, like, galaxy-y. Like, they're really cool. Um, uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So, like, I kept them because I was like, you know... I'm just going to keep them and wear them. Um, And then I found out I don't think that they're leather, so that doesn't really matter. But basically, I think think that it just depends, like you said. Like, if it's something really thoughtful um, and it's something that's going to, like you said, like, it might end up, like, wasting it. You know, I'm doing air quotes. Like it might end up wasting it if you give it away or put it to a thrift store and it's like just going to be sitting there instead of like you could be using it or whatever. I think like that's okay. I think I think you shouldn't be judged if you do something like that, you know. Um, but I think maybe this is kind of getting into like a separate topic here, but like um, I know some people like do go to thrift stores and specifically like vegans will go to thrift stores and buy like leather like on purpose um because it's like reused you know um Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that I don't judge people who do I like I guess you know there's uh, there's nothing like I guess ethically wrong like you're not supporting the industry that like slaughtered that cow like you know but for me I just still wouldn't feel comfortable like buying like a real leather jacket and then wearing like somebody else's skin on me. Like, I don't know. I feel like I sound a little hypocritical because like, you know, I'm like, oh, like I kept the van's shoes. But I think maybe that's the point. We do the best we can and we're still like humans with relationships and stuff. So yeah, what do you think about the thrift store thing? So just going back to my, my Birkenstocks. So I, I totally get what you felt like with your Uggs because the first few days wearing them, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a cow on my feet. And I don't know what parts of Birkenstocks are leather. I assume the straps. I feel like Um, just the straps, like, isn't everything else like cork or something? Yeah. It's like cork (laughs) and mine are metallic. So I was like, is this leather I know it's leather but it's like how they I don't know but then on the other hand it wasn't even just like knowing that they're not leather it's also that I don't want to promote that Mm. brand so like in wearing them I don't want it to be promotion yeah for Birkenstocks so I feel like anytime someone asks about my shoes I go they're Birkenstocks they were a gift. They have a vegan line. Like, so mm-hmm. that everyone knows that yeah. they have a vegan line and that I didn't purchase them myself. It's just, like, such a weird thing. Yeah. Um, but like you said, like, I don't know anyone that wears a tin wide. Like, I have giant feet. <laughs> like, who am I going to, in my life, am I going to give these to to make sure that they're actually taken care of and that my mom, like, sure, they were on clearance, but I bet they were still 
like close to a hundred dollars, like just giving away her money, mm-hmm. like being like, oh, it was thoughtful, but I'm not keeping them. I just felt weird about that. Yeah. But like I said, like I said, I would have given them, end up giving them to a thrift store. And like you said, a lot of people do buy secondhand leather that are vegan. And I, like you said, I wouldn't, I don't think I would do that either, which Sorry, a garbage truck is passing by, guys. Um, <laughs> um, which I know sounds hypocritical as well. But I do understand why vegans do it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, one ha- on one hand, I'm like, are they like subconsciously okay with the cruelty behind it? Um, if you seek it out on a regular basis versus like happening upon something one time in a thrift store and you're like, oh, this is a great find. It'll last me another 10 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I think because I have a lot of friends that are in the zero waste movement, I think that it's kind of smart. Like I've followed this girl on Instagram where she goes to thrift stores, buys leather and then repurposes it and makes like purses and like um, the little pouches for reusable straws. She makes wallets. She she gives all of this leather a new life when otherwise it we consume so much. Mm-hmm. Think of how many times a year you purge your closet and donate. Yeah. Thrift stores don't sell enough to keep up with the amount that we give. Yeah. And there's so many videos on YouTube of ex-thrift store employees saying half the stuff that comes in, they throw straight into the dumpster. So it's going straight in the trash. So I do want to applaud people that go out and like take stuff from thrift stores, revamp it in some way, sell it on Poshmark, sell it wherever, because otherwise we think that we're doing good by donating. But a lot of the time... It goes from Goodwill to the Goodwill outlet to the trash. Yeah. So I can't really fault a vegan that goes and gets leather because at least leather is a material that's going to last them versus Mm -hmm. potentially buying like a few vegan leather jackets from Forever 21 that last them maybe three years a piece and then end up in the same spot place which I don't think that vegan leather is bad quality let me just get that out there I have like six vegan leather jackets and all of them have lasted me a while but I can tell that some of them are starting to wear yeah I mean Um, if you're going to forever 21 (laughs) yeah mine are from target but still um they're starting to wear um and you can always get clothes repaired and things like that but most people don't Um, Because I think that's a lot of people's rebuttal. Well, oh, well, you can take it to a seamstress and get the lining replaced. I'm like, yeah, I can. But how many people do you know that actually do that? Very few. Yeah, totally. And then I just wanted to touch, like, you were talking about um, leather and, like, reusing it and all that stuff. Leather is, like, so bad for the environment, too. Like, not only, like, if you think about it, it's so crazy to think about it. Like, you're literally wearing, like like skin how like and yeah. the fact of like the and the fact that it lasts so long like 
what the heck? Like how, like think about a dead body, like decaying, like they have to do a lot of crazy stuff to make that leather not decay and make it last long. Like they put it in all sorts of chemicals and stuff and like, that's just crazy. So like, there are a lot of reasons like not to buy leather, but, um, so, uh, I mean, this is like going on a tangent. I just think everyone should stop making leather altogether because like you said, there's like enough even out there where people can have entire businesses of like repurposing it. (laughs) Repurposing, yeah. And it's kind of like plastic. It's like once you have it, it's like your responsibility to figure out what's happening with it and like Mm -hmm. make sure that it's not ruining the environment even more. Yeah. Because it's like you said, it doesn't decompose So basically, it's just like a plastic bag sitting in the landfill. I mean, it's bad to have it on your person, too, but it's just as bad. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, It's it's shitty. We should not kill animals for their skin. It's It's stupid. And and it's gross. Like, it's it's so so nasty. And again, hypocrite sandals. But (laughs) it's, it's just... You know, it's like, like a horror movie. It's like, exactly. I'm going to take this, like, think of it if it were a person. I'm going to, like, kill this person, peel their skin off. I feel like there was a movie where they did this and oh. it was really gross. Yeah, there's got to like, be. It's just so gross. Patrick Goudreau says, like, we're vegan, but we're living in a non vegan world and being vegan is a means to an end, not an end in itself. And there's always going to be these little situations where you're like, fuck what do I do yeah but you just make your best judgment call and like um it's kind of like when people first go vegan they'll always ask me well what do I do with my leather couch what do I do with this and I'm like use it until you can't use it anymore are you gonna throw it out because you feel guilty yeah because you throw it out because you feel guilty and then it then what happens to it then you you just give up your responsibility for yeah. what happens and knowing if something sustainable happens with it or not, which furniture is a hard thing to do mm-hmm. sustainable anyhow. But same thing. People are like, oh, I have these leather sandals or I have this jacket from before I was vegan. And I'm like, wear it until you can't wear it anymore. Yeah. It's like you're just going to throw out this animal that gave its life because you feel guilty now that you have the knowledge mm-hmm. of what happens. and. I know some vegans eventually, a few years down the road, they're like, oh, I don't want to wear it or support it anymore. And they end up giving it away. But just make sure that you're giving it to someone that's going to keep it and use it and, you know, all of those things. But I'm a huge proponent of, like, keeping your shit Mm -hmm. and um, running through all of your makeup that isn't cruelty-free, not just tossing it out because what is that's just as bad. Yeah, Creating totally. more waste. Like, talk to any animal rights org and they'll tell you, like, you know, don't burn your fur coats or whatever. Like, there there are programs where, like, you know, you could donate your fur coat and uh, give it to homeless people or, you know, people who really need, like, the warmth who could use it, like, you know? Um, yeah. And if you talk to any vegan, even vegans, like, who have been vegan as long as us, us like, we have stuff from before we were vegan still. <laughs> That's yeah. like not, um, you know, totally animal friendly. So, I'm inheriting two fur coats. You're inheriting my, two fur coats. Yeah, my great grandmother had two rabbit fur coats. Oh which, wow! How sad! Two little rabbits. Oh my Maybe God. my sister will take them, but my mom took them when my great grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. Well, my grandma had them, then she gave them to my mom. Wow! And they're just 
my mom's never worn them. Yeah. They're just there. Yeah. I think it's just like the memory. Yeah. And back in like the, my um, great grandmother was born in 1922. Oh, wow. So back then it was like a big sign of wealth if you could mm-hmm. afford leather because it was something only people that yeah. were well off could get. Totally. So <clears throat> I think my mom just has them for like memory. She's never worn them. Yeah. None of us are the same size as my grandma. My grandma was skinny. We're all fat. <laughs> <so> we can't <laughs> fit them anyway. But <laughs> it's oh not gosh. funny. We're not laughing about leather. Don't confuse that. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Sorry, that's, guys. That's like real. You know, I feel like yeah. all of us have stuff like that. So um, it's important to talk about and whatever decision you make, like, we're Just, fake vegans. Oh my god, we're not <laughs> fake vegans. <laughs> oh it's not about being perfect, you know. Yeah, it's, it's about doing what you can, and you don't want to. I know we've talked about this before. You don't want to be such like an angry vegan that like, like Gary Yurovsky. <laughs> Why yeah. do I always drag him? <laughs> you don't. You don't want to like make people so mad at you that they don't take you seriously. <laughs> Yeah, for you sure. Know? So if you're going to offend someone who did something really thoughtful for you, um, maybe don't. I mean, I don't know. It's up to you. That's the same thing with like food. Like, um, I, I go back and forth, though, because sometimes when people offer me food, I think usually if it's not non-vegan food and they don't think about it, I just say, no, thank you. But sometimes I'll like say, oh, no, thanks. I'm vegan because that's kind of like an opportunity to do like mini activism. Just like. Yeah. You know, but sometimes I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't feel like I don't owe you an explanation why I don't want your food. <laughs> sometimes yeah. I feel like that. So it just depends on like my mood, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. Or sometimes there have been times when someone will offer me food, um, like a packaged food, like candy or something. And I just take it and put it in my pocket and then like give it to like a non-vegan later because I was like too awkward to de- deny it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I always do the the no thank you, I'm vegan thing is usually my go-to. Yeah. But after a while, everyone knows you're vegan and they'll be like, oh, do you want this? Oh, I forgot. You can have this. And it's like, <laughs> it's so awkward. I don't want it. Like if yeah. I I could have that, I don't want that. So yeah. I don't eat that. Or they like you apologize know? <laughs> to you. They're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I'm like, everyone's had Krispy Kreme before. It's not that great. Get over yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Krispy Kreme is over. Like, Donut Friend in LA, that's where it's at. Have you had that? Exactly. Or, yes, I have had Donut Friend. So good. And my boyfriend really likes them too. And the Voodoo Donuts vegan Mm. whole line is really good too. Oh, God. We have a Voodoo here in Austin. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot. They're like expanding too, they're like popping up even more. So. Uh, yeah. Like another thing, this is kind of similar to what we're talking about. Maybe not, but, um, we teased in the last podcast, we wanted to talk a little bit about Tyson foods, um, because Tyson foods is investing in vegan meat. And it's another controversial thing where some vegans won't support, uh, vegan or won't support like non-vegan companies when they come out with vegan options. Um, and this is like a huge deal. Like Tyson Foods is like a huge meat giant, you know, um, like animal meat. So yeah, I guess they have 
I guess they're talking about how the CEO acknowledges that the, um, I'm reading off a live kindly article here. Um, like the plant-based meat market is a 3.3 billion industry, which is crazy and true. So he like, they're doing it because they want to make money because vegans are here and vegans are asking for (laughs) vegan meat. So they're doing it to like, as a business move, I mean, I think it's great. I would, I'm going to buy it for sure. Like I'm going to go and I'm going to support their plant-based meat because, um, you know, there are companies like Elmhurst milk and other places that like were dairy or were, you know, uh, you know, they sold animal products and then the demand for vegan stuff showed up so much that they couldn't sustain themselves and they just changed over to like all nut milk and whatever. And hopefully that's what will happen with Tyson. Like if we show them that we want their vegan stuff instead of their like dead animal bodies, then maybe they'll go all the way vegan, which would be huge. What do you think? Um, spoiler alert, all of your faves are owned by someone problematic. Also that. For the most part. So, um, Field Roast is owned by Maple Leaf, which is a meat company based out of Canada. Um, Gardein is owned by Bird's Eye, which isn't a huge meat product, but almost all of their products have like chicken, the chicken frozen pasta dinner type things. They do own some other vegetarian companies as well. Um, Daya sold last year to a Japanese, this is probably wrong company. I don't know exactly, but a company that tests on animals. Yep. So not all vegan companies are owned by bigger balloons or umbrellas of companies, but most of them are. And if that's the way that they can expand and get themselves into more stores, good for them. I mean, uh, Light Life was purchased by another company as well. And I used to see Light Life at like one store and it was just like the sausage roll thing. Now I, I see Light, <laughs> it's good, right? It's so good. Now I see Light Life every single place I go. Me like too. they're in Sprouts, they're everywhere. They've come out with new lines of stuff they have jerky they have ready-made meals they have ravioli they need the money Mm -hmm. it's really hard for vegan companies to stay grassroots because it's expensive to research to produce things um the only one that i can think of that's still like running strong on its own is follow your heart they have their own um store in la they have their own uh, warehouse that's like yeah. solar powered. They're like doing the damn thing. They're but, like OG. Oh, exactly. But a lot of companies just can't afford it. And like mm-hmm. I used to work um, in like buying and selling and getting into retailers is hard. And fighting your way in is difficult when there's already so much stock available. Like if you've ever gone to Whole Foods and asked them for a new product, sometimes they're like, oh, sure. Sometimes they're like, we're probably not going to be able to get that because we have so many other things. Yeah. So they're really doing it for us when they do this kind of thing. I know this is kind of opposite of what Joelle was talking about, but um, to the same thing we're talking about, like when McDonald's released something new recently um we're like you have to support the vegan thing even if it's not a vegan product just like with the ben and jerry's yeah support their vegan line we did that 
now there's like close to 15 flavors. They're releasing two more this year. They released four last year. Before that, they had already released four to five. So their vegan line just keeps growing and growing. And even like someone like my honey bear that doesn't like he's not vegan at all. He doesn't like dairy. So he'll buy the non-dairy flavor, even Mm -hmm. though he's not vegan. So if people see the options in front of them, they're more likely to try it. Even Mm -hmm. if someone that's like an avid Tyson person sees the Tyson vegan meat next to the Tyson regular meat, they might go, oh, we'll try this veggie burger thing once. Yeah. You know, it's not just for us. Some research came out last year that um, out of the... Out of all vegan and vegetarian products sold, only 10% is purchased by vegans and vegetarians. So that means the rest is people that are interested in veganism or eating more plant-based. And if it's from a name that they know and trust, like Tyson, even though we secretly know Tyson's kind of trash, that's good. Yeah, totally. Um, And that's such a crazy statistic about the 10%. But I believe it because, like, I feel like younger people, like Generation Z and stuff, like, um, they're mostly, like, flexitarian, you know? Like, they are not afraid of um, eating vegan at all. And they might choose to eat vegan, even if they're not, you know? They might choose to do it more often than, you know, our moms or dads would. (laughs) Yeah. And they're also influencing like yeah. granny. <laughs> and then granny's like, oh, my grandkid was yeah, talking about this. Totally, I know Tyson. Totally. I'll try yeah. this, you know? So, so no, I, I think it's great. I think that, um, I also think it's annoying when like, I just think it's annoying when vegans have like opinions on this and they're like, no, don't support. Do you know what this company has done? It's like, okay, you're not wrong, but do you want to live in a vegan bubble? Or do you want the world to go vegan? Like, do you want to only have a couple yeah. people saving animals? Or do you actually do you actually want to save animals? Because we have to bring it into the mainstream. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like this kind of interconnects with our cancel culture podcast. Because it's like, don't cancel. Like, give them a chance. Yeah. They're trying to do something <laughs> good. Maybe it's fueled by money. Well, it is fueled by money. But let them do it. Because it's going to have a good um, outcome for animals and for the world and the environment and everything. So... You know, I think people need to chill out <laughs> and just eat their freaking vegan meat, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was so happy when I saw all of the, like, YouTube food mm-hmm. reviewers trying the Beyond Burger. Yeah. Even non-vegan ones. And that just goes to show, yeah. like, you see it on the menu. It's a new thing. Yeah. I'll give this a try once, you know? Mm-hmm. And that influences maybe I'll so try many people. I remember, like, maybe a year yes. ago, like, Liza Koshi was, like, cooking Beyond Chicken on her Instagram story. And I was like, yes, so many little kids are going to ask their mom for Beyond Chicken now. You know, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The power of influence. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening um, to our 10th episode. Oh, my goodness. Season one. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Um, We're going to have a lot of really cool stuff in the next season. Like, it's going to be totally different. We're going to try to get some guests on. We already have some things lined up. So it's going to be really, really exciting. We're going to get you guys engaged more, um, share some of your stories. And uh, we have a, we have a lot of really cool things coming up. So We do. Don't- oh, we did get um, a couple of emails. And mm-hmm. we're going to wrap those in or work those into next season. So 
Yes. Um, if you guys have sent us emails or if you want to send us emails, we're the vegan chub club at gmail.com. We want to share your stories too. So, and give some advice if we can. Yeah. I'm, I'm really stoked. Uh, our community is just growing and it's great. We're going to just have so many more chubby little vegan friends. <laughs> All right, everybody uh, have a great day and uh, you know, just keep on, keep it on. <laughs> keep on keeping on. Don't stop believing. And Don't we will stop. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Can't get enough of the Vegan Chub Club podcast? We don't blame you. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram at the Vegan Chub Club. We'd love to connect with you there. You can tweet along at Vegan Chub Club or send us an email to the Vegan Chub Club at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Talk to you soon.